Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, Prove me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 40 on page 390. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord and turn not unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts, which are to usward, and yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin thou hast not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, in that thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw not thou thy mercy from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon me that I am not able to look up. 
Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath failed me. O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those that seek thee be joyful and glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say always, the Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord careth for me. Thou art my helper and redeemer. Make no long tarrying, O my God. Glory be to the Father, to, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd chapter of the first book of Samuel. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. Then David went from there to Mizpah of Moab. And he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come here with you till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Now the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold. Depart and go to the land of Judah. So David departed and went into the forest of Hareth. When Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered, now Saul was staying in Gibeah under a tamarisk tree in Ramah with his spear in his hand and all his servants standing about him. Then Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Hear now, you Benjamites, will this un of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? All of you have conspired against me, and there is no one who reveals to me that my son has made a covenant with the son of Jesse, and there is not one of you who is sorry for me or reveals to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait, as it is this day. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, who was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse going to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him, gave him provisions, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. So the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitab, and all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob. And they all came to the king, and Saul said, Here now, son of Ahitab. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Then Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse? in that you have given him bread and a sword, and have inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait as it is this day. So Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who among all your servants is as faithful as David? Who is the king's son-in-law who goes at your bidding and is honorable in your house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me, 
Let not the king impute anything to his servant or to any in the house of my father, for your servant knew nothing of all of this, little or much. And the king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. Then the king said to the guards who stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priests of the Lord. And the king said to Doeg, You turn and kill the priests. So Doeg the Edomite turned and struck the priests and killed on that day 85 men who wore a linen ephod. Also Nob, the city of the priests, he struck with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and nursing infants, oxen and donkeys and sheep with the edge of the sword. Now one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the Lord's priests. So David said to Abiathar, I knew that day, when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, I have caused the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me, do not fear, for he who seeks my life seeks your life. But with me... You shall be safe. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 20th verse of the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here, or See there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to, his, to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here, or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. 
in that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down and take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed, and the one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us, the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who can't not do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run to any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. A number of interesting points in our Samuel lesson today. First of all, we we get the sense of the origin of David's sort of mighty men and his army is this um, ragtag band gathers around him. It says everyone who was in debt and everyone who was in trouble. And so David's out in the wilderness and he gathers these, you know, all these troublemakers uh, outcasts to him. And there's an echo in this in, in you know, the, the New Testament tendency of Jesus to gather those who are not uh, socially acceptable, but on the margins of society, uh, and, and to make the new people of God out of them. Um, the other aspect of this is that clearly as Saul is now descending more and more into a kind of narcissistic madness, you know, God is not with him. And the prophet Gad, it says, it's a kind of a weird line where the prophet Gad goes to David, but the point is, um, that David is in touch with God. God is the spirit is with David, the Messiah, the anointed, leading him in this wilderness wandering as he runs from the, the enemy, the, the attacker, Saul. Again, this is our setting sort of for the Psalms. We pray against our enemies. This is the setting for the spiritual battle that we are God's people in the wilderness and we're beset by the world, the flesh and the devil, the enemies that that would attack us and undermine us. And yet we have the spirit of God. David has the spirit of God. So he's going to be led to places where he'll be protected from these assaults and ultimately delivered. And so we have this contrast between David led by the spirit, although he's under attack. Um, what David knows in the spirit is he stays connected to God, that God's going to rescue him and vindicate him. So David, though he's <clears throat> Though he's besieged, he knows he's going to win. And I think this is the 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 but the contrast with Saul, where he doesn't have the spirit of God. He's now descending into his own need to control everything. And when you do that, you don't have to become mad and kill all the priests to descend into this pattern of anxious self-preservation would become paranoid and it's interesting you, you see this proje principle of projection uh, applies a lot in life david uh, excuse me saul is accusing david of hunting him down to kill him and take away his throne that's exactly what saul is doing to david he's hunting david down david is not hunting saul down but but when we descend into this kind of narcissistic self-preservation we assume everyone else is doing the same thing 
And actually, that's how sometimes faithful people get themselves in trouble because they they're trying to do what God wants and have a good will, and they assume other people have the same good will, and they don't always. And this is why we have to be, you know, innocent as doves, but wise as serpents sometimes. So um, Saul, though he has all this power, without God's will, down deep in his soul, everybody who who has not the Spirit of God knows ultimately you're going to lose, no matter how much you control. And all you can do is try more and more, and that's the sort of origin of human futility and madness, is to try to control that which you can't control. And the people of God are those led by the Spirit who surrender control to God. And uh, as our colleague says today, grants the Spirit to think, you know, the spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we cannot do anything as good without thee, may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will. And so we're led by the spirit in the will of God. We're protected and we have the absolute assurance we're going to win. Um, in the Luke lesson, this, this uh, line by Jesus where he says the kingdom of God is within you is often taken as some new agey kind of thing. But it's really actually just an illustration of, of in the Christian life that the Holy Spirit is within us. That's the location of the kingdom of God. We receive the Holy Spirit by baptism and faith. And in many ways, David, you know, the spirit of God was with David. The kingdom was with David. The kingdom wasn't with Saul anymore. And so part of the, the um, point of this passage is the Pharisees say, well, when's the kingdom of God coming? And Jesus is like, well, the kingdom of God is here now. And, but when they want to see it come in, in like power, uh, ironically, what this passage refers to is the invasion of Jerusalem by the Romans in AD 70, which is portrayed in the New Testament as a day of the Lord, as Jesus coming in judgment on Jerusalem. It's the moment when um, those who judged Jesus on Good Friday are judged by Jesus through the through the arms of of the of the pagan army, just like in the Old Testament, God used the Babylonians as as his arm of judgment against unfaithful Jerusalem. And the whole idea of you know let him who's in the house stop, <clears throat> don't don't go down and get your stuff. This is the urgency of the flight from Jerusalem because when the Romans come, all you can do is run. And the early Christian church was warned to flee early, and they left Jerusalem before this, this judgment came. And this whole cryptic line at the end, where, Lord, well, wherever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered. The carcass is the remnant of Israel, unfaithful Israel that's rejected its Messiah. And the eagle was the Roman standard, the standard of the Roman legions. The eagle will be gathered to, to devour the dead body. But the new body, the body of Christ, it will be present in the church that has escaped that judgment. And that whole literal pattern of AD 70 reflects the pattern that will happen when Jesus comes at the end to judge, that he will vindicate his people and judge the, the world, judge those who reject him. And that just follows on the theme we see in David, where he is protected by God and uh, Saul, who is ultimately judged because he's left God's will and, 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 and rejected his purpose for his life. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator, preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. 
thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for prayer this morning. A great beginning Thank of the week. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Charlotte, have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Have a good Monday.